welcome back to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. All Tea No Shade in the house. All right, pull up a seat and let's start sipping. So, I think the score right now for the Who Am I hey. is two to two. Isn't that correct? No, no, no. I got the last one, though. Oh. The last one, yeah, I got. you did get the last one. Three? I struggled with it a little bit, but I did get the so last you're three, one. Two? I'm three, two. All right, I'm so, Tony, this is your chance to come to back break, at it. break the street, man, because Tony was killing it for two weeks in a row there. Tony was killing it. He was taking names. Okay, so. This lady is 49 years old. She's an Oklahoma native. She's married to a celebrity. She is multi-talented, meaning she makes money multiple ways. And she is best known as an actress, and she's black. Can you see, say it again? So I was distracted. I don't know why I was distracted, but I was distracted. Oklahoma ADHD actress. today. No, no cheating. <laughs> She's an Oklahoma native. Oklahoma. Married to a celebrity. Married to a celebrity. She's multi-talented, so she acts. sings okay. and she acts. Hmm. So is an act. Nine years old. Forty-nine years old. And she black. Janelle yeah. Monae. No. No. And she's very successful. She's been very successful at the things she's done, and she's classic, like classic. Bassett. No, she's from here. She's fifty something. Oh too. yeah, she's from she's from Houston, Oklahoma. Oh, what is wrong with you right now? Focus, man. Focus. Uh, Where is your drink? I mean, I don't What's know. Give us some extra clues. Okay, she was in Boomerang. Uh, skinny chin. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Boomerang. No, Boomerang. Boomerang was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, she was a kid. She's too old. I no. freaking love Boomerang. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. That was one of my favorite the movies, too. Um, Mike Tyson ex wife, right? No. You were, you were talking about Robin Givens, yeah, Tony. Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. I knew I should have went to Little Shop Sahara. You wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, she and her husband are about to get a divorce. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne unfortunately, Martin. Dwayne Martin, who's also a celebrity. Can I get a hand clap, Tony, for that? That's a four, four, two. One. <laughs> They've been married for 27 years and they have two children together. So hopefully they split amicably. Okay. But did you hear the rumors about why the divorce is happening? Apparently, like, he, Dwayne, does not want, he's still upset about what happened between her and Martin Lawrence. Uh. And he did not want her to go back working with Martin Lawrence. So that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, I think it's very odd, right? Because for years we've been hearing from Tisha Campbell that Martin Lawrence was pretty much a wine for her right yeah. like she he me to the hell out of her exactly. like he was sexually assaulting her he was um always like harassing her pretty much sexually mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now you see pictures of them all hugged up right, together yeah, actually cool. her kissing him on the cheek with yeah. pam is that yeah. pam is pam what's her Tanisha, real name Tanisha, Tanisha arnold yeah her kissing the, both of them on uh, Martin on this cheek and like it being all fun but I'm like how bad could it have been if that I, I actually I I really loved Tisha Campbell before this but seeing this first yeah loved her in House yeah, Party yeah. first of all House Party is a shit classic it is classic you're showing my age right now she can sing if you've not watched House Party all of them 90s man then you missed time, it yeah. but I actually, I feel some type of way about her, right? Because you can, you either, it either he was sexually harassing you 
And then you can't now, after the fact, be like, yeah. oh, I love him because there's a potential. Right now, they're talking about, so Martin Lawrence's fiance uh, posted something along the lines of, I uh, heard that we're going to do a remake or a redo of um, my favorite TV show with my favorite guy kind mm-hmm. of deal. So hinting that Martin might come back. Same way that Full House has come back. I hope Martin does come back. And a bunch of other ones have come man. back, right? So the Martin's fiance hinted at that. And after that, we've now seen Martin all of a sudden on social media, plastered on social media, which he never does. And we've seen him and Tisha Campbell. I saw a video of all three of them together. Yes, Something him and Tashina, yeah, yeah. him and Cole, which I don't actually know Cole's real name. He's always going to be Cole. Yeah, we don't care about his real name. Um, So we've seen them plaster. So I think it's probably highly likely that they are actually going to do a remake, which I don't know necessarily if I want that. What are they going to do with Tommy? Tommy's dead. So they're going to have to write that in or somehow. Write him off. Write him in. But I think it's weird. I think it's weird that she's claimed sexual harassment and it was so detrimental to the point where she had to quit the show and she hated it so much and he's a terrible person. And then now she's like getting ready to work back with him. So I think it's hypocritical. I think it's either one or the other. So either she was crying wolf. Or now that I don't want to assume, but definitely. Yeah, I don't want to assume. Or now, <laughs> oh, I will. Fuck that. Will. Um, it's either she's crying wolf. Cried wolf the first time, like he wasn't that bad. Because, well, first of all, he clearly couldn't have been that bad if you're willing to put Go yourself back. in the yeah. same situation again. Yeah. Right or her financial situation has just gotten really bad. Some things that go way back in the past. Yeah, I think it was probably something very. Uh, it was small and blew it up to be bigger than it really, really yeah. was. But she's yeah. been successful afterwards. Like she had my yeah. wife and kids, yeah, which was a pretty so. long-standing sitcom, which was hilarious. So I don't, I don't know. It makes me look at her with a little bit of a side eye. Well, let's just see what happens. I'm trying not to throw shade. <laughs> I'm trying not to be shady with her, but I'm definitely looking at her with a little bit of a side eye because I hate that. Like, you hear these reports about men who um, are incarcerated for rape, and then they find out later that the woman um, lied. And I just, I feel like when you say a man has sexually assaulted you, right, the public is going to automatically assume that you are telling the truth, right? Because this is, it's always he he said, she said. So you have the ability to completely ruin and crush a man with just oh, a absolutely. rumor, and right? Women should definitely be held more accountable for it if it's not proven to be false. Yes. And it should have served half the time they were about to be sentenced for. Yes, and so I feel very sensitive to that because I have three older brothers and I just can't imagine someone saying, oh, they sexually assaulted me, but then they really didn't. Well, or they didn't do it as bad, as so bad that you don't want to work with them again. Like, to me, it's just really absurd and weird that now, after years, years of her complaining about how she sexually harassed him and how she can never work with him and whatever the case is, now they're looking at doing a new Martin and she's out yeah. there kissing him. Oh, you think she went to church and forgave and forgot? Maybe she I don't know. Ch- church is for you to forgive. It is not for you to forget. Okay. Like, you need to learn from your mistakes. Okay. And so if it was bad, don't put yourself in a bad situation again. I just, I don't know. I guess... I think I'm sensitive to things like this because I have three older brothers and so a lot of things that necessarily other my other friends don't my other female friends don't like get passionate about I get passionate about like women who hit men piss 
me right. off. Yeah, definitely. I am definitely makes me so freaking mad because they can't hit you back, right? The whole world will look at you, will look at them like they're crazy. And but here you are, literally physically assaulting them. And guys these days are actually hitting women back. They I don't are, approve for that, but I don't approve of it either. My mother always said My mother always said a man should never hit a lady. Right. But if you're putting your hands on a man, then you are no longer a lady. I would never hit a woman, but I would shake the hell out of her. That's what my brother used to do to me. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> they used to shake me so hard. What's your vibe, We'll give her the benefit of the doubt for now. I'm not giving her no benefit. I'm, I'm over serious. it. I'm done. Side eye serious with her. What was with that? All right. So moving on, you guys. How was your week? It's been two weeks, so we didn't record last week. I hope y'all missed us. We got, we got we saw yeah, we. So messages from y'all and we love you the week has been well first of all you're the one that you got back from Alaska <laughs> tell us about Alaska it was amazing so I actually got flown out there to teach with my uh, dance partner Jay Phillips what up what and we performed and we taught a camp for six hours at the Alaska Salsa Festival and it was amazing honestly I go to salsa festivals salsa bachata festivals all year round Um, if you are not in the scene and you want to learn or you're just looking for something to do I'm telling you salsa or bachata or both is a great way because there are so many events like no matter where I've gone I've been to China I've been to Peru I've been to New York I've been to Minnesota I've been everywhere and I can always find a place to dance. So I got into dancing. I got into salsa because I used to, when I first started my job, I would travel a lot for work. And when you're traveling for work, it sounds really fun, but it's not because you're by yourself, right? So you're not there with your loved ones or with your significant other. You're solo dolo. So after the first two days when you're like having dinner and lunch by yourself and you're just nighttime comes around, you're like, what the hell to do? You, you you don't know what to do. You're <laughs> sick of the hotel. Learned it because I wanted a place to just pop in and have some fun without being able to really talk to people because as much as people think I'm an extrovert, I'm actually more introverted than I am extroverted. So I actually am more of a, not a shy person, but quiet person. And so that is what I used it for and it's definitely has helped me throughout. So anytime I go travel, I know even if I'm by myself, I can always tap into that network. Mm -hmm. I can always go to a party. I can always go to a social. I can always go somewhere where I can dance and have this social interaction with people that doesn't take a lot of energy from me because it's not a lot of communication. <laughs> but I can always, always find like a way to interact with people. And so it was cool going to Alaska for this random thing, like to teach salsa. Yeah. And we did. And, you know, Anchorage, I thought it was going to be... Have you seen Balto? No. no. What is wrong with you? Yeah, How have you not seen Balto? I've never heard of it. We're not going to get into that. (laughs) Okay, well, goodbye, dear sir. Y'all have seen Balto listeners. All right, I'm going to put a poll up on our... Is that B-A-L-T-O? Yes, I'm going to put a poll up on our Facebook page. Please, like, say that you've seen it. Because it's a classic Disney movie. So when I think of Anchorage, I think of that movie because it was based in Alaska. I think about Fargo. I haven't seen Fargo. I think it's a little past. I can't. Whatever. I thought it was going to be really rural, but it wasn't. Anchorage has 400,000 people in it. It was a bigger city than, like, St. Pete or not necessarily Tampa, but 
um, definitely bigger than Lakeland. Mm-hmm. It had great malls. It had great facilities. The people there are freaking amazing. Like, I'm sure that's super nice. Outrageously like nice. Feeling. Yeah. In the country, we, we are always super nice. Everywhere. I think it's that sense of community. Yeah. People are literally outrageously nice. Like, yeah. I was just dumbfounded. I've been in Florida for a while, so I've gotten used to nice people. I'm from New York originally, so I'm not used to nice people. Necessarily. Speaking of rats, what kind of animals they got over there? You seen any? I saw a moose. Ooh, and I ate a reindeer. Ate a reindeer? A reindeer? I ate, ate some reindeer. I wow. ate a reindeer. There's kids listening to this. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully kids are not listening because I wow. curse all the time and we talk about sex. So, they ate a stuck. Okay, whatever. But, yes. Um, yeah, cool. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was 19 degrees, so I was freezing my butt off. Um, the actual dancing was amazing. Like The teachers there are doing a really good job with teaching the kids there how to connect and how to really like the really important things about dance and I just I had a blast well, I can't even lie upload some of that um, the videos and stuff to the RT No Shade Facebook um, page so you can bachata check it out and all that stuff how you say it again? Bachata what's the other one? Salsa yeah what's the other word? Salsa I can't with this man my week was stressful don't know tell me why I had a little vehicle trouble so we're getting that all taken care of so I've been actually Ubering everywhere and I've been meeting some interesting Uber drivers I love Uber man I had a little part time every now and then this morning I had one that could not speak English oh those are the worst they couldn't drive where he's from, man. He, he understood that question. He was from Columbia, and I was like, "Did you just get your license over here, bro?" Don't let them make a wrong turn because you don't know where they're going. You're gonna add another ten dollars to your, your trip. Asked, he had two seatbelts because it was just, dude, it was a ride. <laughs> <laughs> two seatbelts? Oh God, no. Wow. Yeah. Well, sorry about the stress, man. Yeah, but, you know, all right. get up do some yoga. Some, you know, I'll offer you to do some yoga when you came in here. But I can. We can do some yoga after this, Tony. I was advised to do some hot yoga too, but I like I need to start regular. They got hot ass and hot yoga. You gonna yeah. be smelling some? The nah. reason why hot yoga is great is because like you're stretching. So when you're stretching, it's better to better to stretch on a warm body than a cold body. Right. Obviously, I really start. Um, <laughs> but stretch you out. Okay, I need it in a platonic way. <laughs> Just like I hate you, Jay. You you finna be right here. What you talking about? I can't stand you. What about you, Jay? How was your week? Oh, uh, my week. Or your last been, two weeks? The last two weeks have been good. I actually put in my three weeks notice at my other job. Yay! And so I'm excited about that. I have. I start my new position um, March 12th, which is super exciting. And so I have a week off starting next week <gasps> to transition. Oh, I hate you. Don't be sending me no pictures. I'm gonna send you. Let me take a lunch picture. No. Let me tell you how these boys ain't shit. (laughs) So for definitely for what was it? Was it was it was it winter break? It was some break that both of you were off and y'all were both sending me like messages and pictures of y'all just chilling while I was working hard. Yeah. yeah, that's how we do. Whatever, I'm a hater. It's been a good week. I'm excited. You look like you got a tan. Have you been out? Um, I've been running again, so I've been trying to get back on track. I feel like I fell off, but everyone that sees me is like, "Hey, you getting swole?" I'm like. You do look a little pumped up. I feel like you, you're looking a little muscular right there. Yeah, hey, I tried to give him a five. Are you chest bumping me? Like, I don't know. Do that one more 
time. One more time for the one time. Okay, now. I'm flexing. But it's all good. I've just been doing my cardio, playing racquetball, and just trying to, you know, 37. I would die. Man. I turned 37 and I had like five gray hairs pop up all over no, my head. No, let's not talk about that. I'm like, what is happening? Because I had like 19 times four. And I also, <laughs> I also realized that I'm at the age where I'm potentially dating grandmas. Yo, what is happening? This is tragic. This is a weird, it's a weird thing when you transition to a certain age because I realized that at 30, I'm 31, that I was like, I could potentially be dating men who have kids age of my friends so I have friends who are like 24 and 23 and I actually went like I hang out with and then I went on a date with a guy who was 45 Mm -hmm. 46 and he had a 23 year old and I was like wait you don't realize the 30s age is like that I was like what so 37 is when it officially becomes really real because technically I would I could date women up 10 years older than me so 47 right. so someone who's 47 could have someone who's 21 20 who potentially could have a kid oh my god so I would be dating I could be dating grandmas and I'm like yo what is happening to my life like so all you young people out there it goes by fast it does so get ready Cedric Entertainment said it best I've been shooting my shot guys you would be really proud of oh, me nice. you shoot shot I have. First of all, I got so much shit. Y'all can stop giving me shit about shooting my shot. I get it. I got going it. Going back to like episode number two. Was it episode number two? Oh my! I've gotten so many emails, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, DMs about girl, you need to trip. You need to stop tripping. <laughs> Thank you. From both men and women Thank you. who are right. like, you need right. to shoot your shot. You're right. So you're right. I will say. <laughs> You were right. Thank you. Thank you. So I've been shooting my That's shot. Good. It's been successful. Anything, anything landed? It's been landing. Oh, so it's been just going through real quick. So I was like, this is different. <laughs> Look at that. Look at so that I'm little wrist action. I don't got no booty, y'all. He lying. Like, he lying. Hey, I think you're cute, girl. Yeah, no, you know what? It's actually lie. kind of liberating. It feels a little liberating. I just—it's a confidence booster when you do future shot. It like, yeah. is. I'm waiting for like the rejection that, that eventually will happen. But like the mm-hmm. first like one, like if the first—if re- you get a rejection, his wrist is broken. The, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the first two times I feel like was like such a high that I was like, oh, I'm shooting my shot everywhere now. But um. But yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what that rejection will feel like. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm uh, sure it's coming down the line. That's all. It's eventual. Once you keep shooting, you'll get so much confidence that you shoot it in, in situations. And it's going to be you know, Like yesterday, I shot my shot at a girl at the bar. I knew her boyfriend. Oh, I hate you. But <laughs> you ain't you ain't I ish. Actually, I didn't know that. I had my wingman with me, and I was like, "Yo, find out if who's your wingman." woman, Lori. You see my joke I did? I played on her to prank. Yes, yeah. hilarious. Hilarious. But I said, Lori, go up there and ask, find out if she got a man or not. Mm. So she asked her if she was married. Being married does not necessarily mean that you don't have a boyfriend. Right. Yes. But anyway, long yeah, story short, I shot my shot and she had a boyfriend. Uh-huh. And Okay, this is the thing that I didn't realize. It's the stressful part about shooting your shot is you have to like think about these things. Like, okay, so if you shoot your shot and you guys actually date, like... How is that going to impact your friendship or your interactions with each other? So, they're like, we're moving on. We're moving on. All right, moving on to 
<laughs> listener shout out. Well, moving on to listener shout out. I actually think Tony, you have the listener shout out today. Listener shout out. Yeah, it goes to Alicia Bernie. Um, Alicia. Yay, Alicia. She was actually our five hundredth uh, follower. Oh, nice. So that's what Alicia's uh, number five hundred. Hey, boo. And actually, we have the six hundredth follower, which I actually. It went from 500 to 600 that quick. We're close to 700. Hey, thank you guys so much for the love and support. We love you. We asked you to share, and you've been sharing. We ask that you continue to share, and we thank you so much. So, who's 600? Do you know? I actually did not bring my notes, but I do have the notes, and it is a few. All right, we will represent next week for for Mrs. 600. But Alicia, thank you so much. And is there a special prize for them? Yes, we want to send them the all Tino Shade wristband. All right, so if Alicia, if you can go ahead and reach out to us on our all Tino Shade um, DM, slide in our DM, girl. Uh, and so we can go ahead and send you some free swag. It down in the DM. Swag, yeah. It go down in the DM. All right, now we are actually, we've gotten a lot of sponsorship requests. Yeah. We're currently working through it. Yeah together to determine which best align with our business purposes but if you are interested in sponsoring all t no shade then definitely send us an email at all t no shade podcast at gmail.com we're definitely interested and we're def- we're currently in the review of several requests so if you're interested go ahead and send us an email now I think you guys have to know already what we're talking about. If you don't, I'm gonna be so disappointed. If you if you don't, then I'm taking your black card, even if you white. So we have to talk about Black Panther. Yes. Black motherfucking Panther. We have to. First of all, I just started like literally greeting people with the Wakanda greeting. Like all my friends are doing that too. I literally have just started greeting people. Yes. My best friend was like, I was like, yes. It makes sense to me. <laughs> Definitely. So, what did you guys feel overall about Black Panther? Overall, man, I actually love the movie. I loved it so much, I went and saw it three times. Wow. I saw it in regular. I saw it in 3D. Ew, I hate you. And Where was I? In Alaska. Oh, never mind. Getting some beautiful scenery in. So, and I, Getting something else, too. What? Uh-oh. She got some Eskimo pie. Wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. No see what Jet She took my advice. I put it in my message. Oh, yeah, I put yeah. in my message. First of all, let me just let... I wish I could screenshot y'all our group message. It'd be off the chain. Nah, y'all want to go ahead. <laughs> we can't, but whatever. But yeah, I, thought it was, I thought it was amazing. I thought the acting was a, superb. I thought, you know, men and women, I thought the storyline was really good. And I really don't have... I even love the part. I'll tell you later, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> and I did nothing in Alaska, by the way. Yeah. So did you, you saw... Black. I was just a good girl in Alaska. I saw Black Panther. I saw Black Panther in Alaska. Nice. I was like, I just have to, I actually bought, okay, so I wasn't, I got the dates for my event mixed up. Mm-hmm. So I already bought tickets to go to that St. Pete event that you guys went to. Um, where they were having that big soiree. It was a great event. Too. I'm so sad that I Shout missed out it. To Coffee I, don't know, I don't know if she's a listener or not, but she um, did an amazing job on that event. It was so many beautiful black people in there, and there was some some beautiful white people in there too, surprisingly. But it was it was well done. I was excited to see it, and I was excited about the event because the event was publicized and marketed really well so shout out to her um but unfortunately i was actually going to be going to alaska so i went to alaska 
And I went and saw it anyways because I just had to go. Yeah. I, first of all, spoiler alert, everybody else is seeing it. So I knew that my Facebook was only safe for like eight hours. Right. You came out on Thursday. Monday morning before we started talking about it, we gave y'all the benefit of the doubt. So you haven't you watched did. it right now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. comment. No, people sorry. had people had ish to do. So I would ask if I see somebody talking about Black Panther, I would stroll right past. Oh, would you? Yes, because I did not see it until last night. Oh my God, how'd you miss we that? We have officially taken Tony's black card because we didn't watch it open the weekend. We have his black card yeah. on, pro- on probation. I'm, I'm okay. probation. We didn't. Probation. We didn't take long. it. We didn't take it, but it's on probation right now, based on his his actions. And his stressful week. Then we I, I we may actually take it later. And but I had some bad news that happened to me. Black Panther. Oh. What? I'm the only person in the world that did this. Okay. I fell asleep. I'm wow. done. I, okay. Okay. So Tony, I really. I have a good. Wow. I really enjoyed our friendship. I have a great... But based on your Michelle Obama comments... Oh, man. <laughs> and based on this Black Panther falling asleep thing, I don't think... I don't think we can move forward. I'm myself. I was mad. I'm disappointed in you. So what I'm doing for Black Panther and Ryan Cooper... Let's go re-see it. Can we re-see it together, guys? Yes. I'm actually disappointing the people next to you for not waking your ass up. Because I would hit you across... Was did you go solo dolo? She kept bothering me, though. Oh, she didn't say nothing? She kept, like... Nose and stuff. Wake up and. Uh, How did you fall asleep? I had a great excuse. I've been getting up every day of the week at two o'clock in the morning. I don't care. Mm. I don't care. And I. Yeah. So once you start moving the body, just shuts down. It did, man. I do not. At least tell me that you woke up. Care. I did. I didn't wake up. I do not care. I hate that I fell asleep because I didn't know. Take me his black card. I didn't know that the uncle they got killed. What? Right. Wow. All right, we're going to move on. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I'm telling this. I'm telling this. So, based on what me, I loved Blank Panther. Black Panther. You know, I've been sipping. <laughs> I have been sipping, by the way. Um, I've been sipping. Hey. Don't get me. Don't get me crunk. Don't get me crunk. I did not. I've been a good Christian woman. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> if I could scoot over right now, I would. I don't want to be struck by lightning. Because it's definitely about to come down. No. I love Black Panther. First of all, I mean, I just love the storyline, the plot, right? I thought it was so interesting. And I love that it, there were so many things happening, right? So it could have been, honestly, they could have made the movie into two movies because there was two really big events that happened within the movie. Yeah. And so I definitely appreciated that. Right when I was like, oh, wow, wow, he's fighting that person. Oh, well, he's fighting this person. Oh, wow. Right? So... First of all, I loved it. And then second of all, the I can't can we talk nah, about can't the I can D. Can we talk both men and women? Yes. First of all, Lupita Lupita is life. Lupita is life. And Winston Duke. First of all, of course I immediately went and researched Winston Duke and he is my people, so he's from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. And Winston Duke is Mbaka. In the in Black Panther, so he's the one who originally contests. Spoiler alert: He originally contests. Um, Ain't no spoiler alert. It's, it's it's too late. It's too late, right? Yeah. He's but guy. he's six five. Yeah, he's a big guy. Six five of just good Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise oh, you. 
you are the best right. and you just made him in your image and I will wow. <laughs> whew, Jesus take the wheel first of all the minute that I saw his name was Winston I was like he's Caribbean because Caribbean people always have super like old school names it's just what we do like we still use the word lackadaisical and everyday saying we use old English terms and everyday saying and we name our people Donovan and Winston and Ruthven and all these super old English names so the minute I saw Winston I already knew he was Caribbean and then when I found out that he was a Tobagan like okay, I'm who, done. Who was your um? I'm marrying him. Your favorite character speaking since you're speaking about Mbaku. Who, mm. who was your you guys' favorite character? Ooh, in the movie? Jesus. Ooh. Well, we know hers. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's her favorite. I think maybe her most favorite physical eye candy. I guess it'd be you know the one who she. I actually like. liked it. Um, I forget the character's name, but the, his sister, the Black Panther's sister. Sure that you actually saw it. I I loved her acting. I I think I fell in love with a lot of the acting in um, Black Panther, and uh, I thought she was just super amazing. And she actually reminded me of one of my friends. Was it Okia? 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 Okoye. Okoye. Okoye is not the sister though. No. No. She's my favorite character. Probably my favorite. Is she? First of all, Letitia Wright is her. Letitia Wright is her actual. She plays Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. Okoye is life. She's the she she's the head warrior woman, but, and she just be bending people up and throwing her wigs at people. Tell you how good the acting was. How do you know you fell asleep? I, that's what I'm getting at. I, before I fell asleep, I did not notice an actor who I really liked from This Is Us, Sterling Brown. I, oh, yeah. I didn't that was a nice little addition. I was so excited me, just to see yeah. see that train. That is acting to me, man. Because that that he actually fooled me. Yeah, he can he can he, can he fooled me. So I didn't see a, a nerdy guy with him. I did see a street dude that, that that his character was playing. So I was really really happy just to see that. And and when I thought about that, I thought about Monique. Uh, I thought about Monique. You cannot. And, and I, I love Monique, but. That, that money she was talking about that she thinks she deserves and everything. I just always seen the same Monique no matter what she does. Yeah. I know she won an Oscar or whatever, but you, you have to have a range in acting. And that I'm guy right there, right. That guy right there, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown is one of the most amazing actors of our time. Like, if you've never seen This Is Us, you are missing out. He is... What's crazy is like obviously he's been acting for a long time. Right. But I personally had not seen him in anything until I saw This, this Is Us, right. and he's just an amazing actor. And so yeah. big ups to him. Daniel Okoye was was my favorite. A lot of us are torn between your 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 culture and fighting for your country. Right. You know, and she was sort of like that as well. So how did you feel? about Okoye when she and, and from this point on it's it's full blown spoiler alerts guys but when she decided that she come back next week when you finally heard it what how did you feel when she actually supported the new king Killmonger I was actually okay with it because I'm, I can respect her stance on it because she was loyal to that to that reign, to that king, to the country, and she—that's her responsibility. Like you said in the movie, she can't come and go as she pleases. Right. And so it would have been a disservice for her if she had actually left, you know. And because then who who would have took that place? Who would have um, been able to potentially be there to help stop 
happening because people respect her. Yes. Right? And she, when she says something, people listen, people right. stop. You must. Yeah. And so I think I was okay with it. How did you, did you remember this part? Actually, I woke up. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing shade. And I, I need was, to stop. I really was confused when I woke up, so that's why I really have to go back. And All right, we're going to go watch it again. We're going to watch it together. When I woke up, I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is she, she traded? Well, I didn't know no, what I was No, I actually, I loved her for it. I loved her that much more for it because I think to understand her, you have to know where your loyalty mm-hmm. lies, right? So she... Her loyalty was very clear. Her loyalty lies with whoever, with the country. With the country. Not with an individual person. Mm -hmm. And because she stuck to her guns, listen, sticking to your guns when it's easy, not impressive. Right. Yeah. Right? So when it's, when he, the king, is your good friend, you love him, and all is right in the world, and you're sticking to your guns, great. Right? Sticking to your guns in face of obstacles, in face of the things that you don't want to do, that's when it's important. It's like, and I think that applies to just across the board, right? Yeah. So if you are in a relationship and then you get asked by like an ugly man or a man that you find ugly, because I don't think that anybody's ugly, but a man that you don't find attractive, what's up? And you'd be like, no, I got a man. That isn't saying anything. When you get pressed by a man that you actually want, that is the real telling. That's the real thing that tells you where your character lies. If yeah. you fall based off of the fact that you want him, then I feel like your integrity is a little bit shaky saying it. And so I think putting yourself in a situation that goes against what you want, knowing where your loyalty lies and, and, and really being somebody who is focused and wants to be person of character and integrity I feel like she just embodied that like yes she obviously does not want to follow Killmonger he's not who she who she designed or who she ever thought would be king but her loyalty lies with whoever is king of Wakanda Wakanda forever and she just stuck to her guns and I appreciated that about her I feel like you are when opportunity strikes and when good opportunity strikes and you hold fast and hold steady to your convictions, it says I think it says a lot about you. Let me ask you this. Who um philosophy did you Who's my boo? believe the most or res- resonate with the most? King T'Challa mm-hmm. or Killmonger? It's a hard thing for me, right? So Killmonger, a lot of his... This is the problem. This is what I tell my actual nephew all the time. He has amazing ideas, but his approach is terrible. And that's what I feel like with Killmonger. His general idea and overview, I think, is right. Not necessarily the way he was going about it, but what he thought, thought right. But his approach, so wrong. And people cannot... If you approach something wrong, no matter how right you are, people will not accept it. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, you can't. Won't. You can't demand respect. You gotta. You gotta show in other ways and lead. But I think most black people mm-hmm. will resonate with Killmonger. Yeah, I thought Killmonger. Yes, people are suffering. People are hurting. If you could be that that force, if you first of all, you have vibranium. You have the thing that makes you so. Like exponentially superior to other countries. You're assuming that these other countries can come in and 
I guess, take you over, but you have the main source that pretty much can demolish whatever they send to you. So I don't know why they're running scared, but even if it was a real challenge or a real challenge to the way of life, at some point, like, you know that saying, like, the mark of a good person or like, you know, you don't say something then you're not a good person. I can't remember exactly what the saying is, right? So if you do nothing, right? All it takes is good people to do nothing for, for evil to happen. I feel like T'Challa, his idea of just being stepped back and watching the world literally crumble was well, him he, doing like, nothing. He wanted to protect his people. Like in his mind, it was like the people, my people are the people who are Wakandans and that's who I want to take care of. That's who I want to, to protect. And so basically he's saying, like if you think about the symbolism, he's saying my people are Africans, not African-Americans, mm-hmm. right? So he just wanted to take care of what he thought was home. But not even. Well, I mean, that's how I saw it because... They weren't just African. They had to be Wakandan because his... Well, I mean, well, I was saying in comparison, like, Wakandan versus, like, in reality... Okay, got you. Yeah, Africans... And African-Americans. And African-Americans is what I'm saying. But Killmonger, Eric, I mean, Eric Killmonger, I mean, he... Yes, Michael Jordan. You know, he's frustrated. He feels like um, white people have stolen everything from people. And he wants to take that back, and I think a lot of us go feel that feel that way, especially in today's climate of racial tension in America. And so, um, I think I resonate with a little bit of both. Like I feel like Killmonger, but I also feel like I want to protect my people. And which sounds crazy because my people should be all people. As a black man in America, I'm like I want to support and bring up my black people as well. So, question or scenario for both of you: If you see a woman being physically abused by a man in mm-hmm. public, do you step in or do you not? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's the difference between T'Challa and Killmonger. Yeah. Killmonger is, I'm stepping in. Mm-hmm. Despite what it might do to my own safety, what it might do to my own physical well-being, I can't watch that devastation. I can't watch that disrespect and not do anything about it. Yeah. Right? And I think T'Challa, it would be, no, I'm not, because that could put me in harm. It could put my myself and my, you know, body in harm. But I don't know what he has. He could have a gun, he could have a knife, he could be physically superior to me. Yeah. So I could put myself in a situation where I'm harmful. I don't think it's the right one. I don't think so either. But even when, when Killmonger walked into to the throne room, he was like, y'all sitting real comfortable up in here. I know. So basically saying like, how can you be sitting so comfortable and why everything out here is falling apart? Okay, did you believe that Michael B. Jordan (laughs) could be a thug? Because I still, like, I love Michael B. Jordan. I love the Killmonger role. But nonetheless, I still had a hard time with making him, like, thug life. I I, I was okay with it. I mean, I've never seen him. I didn't really think of... I didn't see it as a thug role. I thought it, I just saw him as a hardcore person. Oh, he's a thug up in there. He is he's a, a thug. He's a CIA agent to me. How you know? He was asleep. I, took, I woke up on that part. Right. And, I, and I couldn't actually separate the character in the movie. Yeah. I'm seeing him that way. I could not. You could not. So could you, not could, you couldn't separate it. It's hard because he's known so much as a good, good boy, yeah, clean yeah. cut. Right. Like, so nice. I actually love the fact they changed his hair and they changed his styling because it, it, it helped it. I didn't cut you off, but it reminded me of uh, Omar and uh, Baby Boy. Hmm. I always saw him as the Nickelodeon kid. No. I, <laughs> I could not take him serious in that yeah. role at all. So the same thing with Michael B. I think they're going to. I had this thought of the day I was watching Black Panther. I was like, 
I think that Michael B. Jordan is about to be next black Denzel. Like he yes. can't be the person yes. that he gonna who's gonna be doing this for a long time yes. as a go to person. Well he has the best partnership. So I don't know if you guys know who Ryan Coogler is, but Ryan Coogler is the director of Black yes. Panther. He's also the director of Creed. So this is the second time that he's worked with no, he's actually the director of Fruitville. So this is the third time mm-hmm. that he's worked with Michael B. Jordan. So they have this very sympathetic color relationship. And they're already starting to talk about a new um, documentary or biography that they're going to do. Ryan Coogler is the freaking man. Every movie that he's produced so far and recently had a pretty low budget. And they succeeded that budget by like three times. Yeah, even this movie. So, so this is about to break, right? It was $200 million, $200 million to make Black Panther, which is the biggest budget that he's ever worked with. He normally works for like $50 million at the max. Yeah. And as of right now, I believe that it is currently at 520 million worldwide. And it's been a week. It's been a week since it's come out. So he's at. I believe it's going to reach a billion dollars. You think going to reach a billion? I was wondering about that. Yes. Oh, it's at 520 million first week. That's so crazy. I, I want to say like a Star Wars or the, the other little movie or whatever I think has reached a billion, but I think this is going to reach in a record-breaking time. Well, you know, it's the highest-rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes, surpassing The Incredibles. It's so good. It's so good. So it, I mean, I thought it was good. So kind of piggybacking on what we just talked about with Ryan Coogler, do you, in the success of this movie, do you think that Hollywood will start to cast more films with majority black cast yes, the success of Black Panther yes, they, over the main sense? They're going to follow the dollar. Think so? Yeah, just because of that. They said what we're doing now. But haven't we had other successful movies and they went Girl Trip. You know, Girl Trip. Get Out. Creed, right. Just Get Out. All Creed. were all successful movies and they still try to push um, what's the... Um, Channing guy. Like, Tatum Channing? Yeah, you know, trying to push him into the next big actor, and then, like, I don't know. I, I'm a little torn. I don't know if they're going to do it. I think that stereotypically we do well. Um, black movies tend to do very well in the U.S., but they don't do well overseas. But this movie has this proven that it doesn't matter black people or black colors on the tv on the movie screen do well overseas and so i think that there should be i think that it'll be a shift but i think it'll be the same shift it'll be a minute shift right right? but i feel like every minute shift every little bit of change is good i think so too i mean even and i think tony's right i I guess i'm being a little pessimistic about it but if you even even if you look at like the tv shows at one point there were rarely any black actors and actors on main TV shows and now you have a lot of black actors and actors in main leads in a lot of TV shows because these studios are seeing that the ratings are are good that people are watching them now it's pretty much always there's always a black sidekick so that's always good I think the biggest shift will be will will be and it's more focused on colorism right so generally when you see a black quote-unquote black movie or black TV show it's always a woman who's caramel skinned or lighter generally lighter with straight hair or super curly like um, fine hair Mm -hmm. and I think that this movie has proven that you can cast a Lupita absolutely who's bald headed right right? well she wasn't bald headed she had a little fro she had a little TWA but you know TWA never mind just switching over but she had a little baby fro Uh right 
Natural, no perm, no nothing. And she looked beautiful and that and she was still considered beautiful yeah. so I think that has really I think we'll, we'll see more not necessarily more black films or more back black um, movies and series but I think we will see more chalk like dark chocolate I people I hope so that melon was popping boy oh Jesus it was, it was beautiful it was I love, I love but are there any specific type of things you saw in the movie that you, you said man that's not America Anything? I know for me personally, one thing that I that I got, I got I'm gonna, I'll be honest. The second time I watched it, I got a little emotional in some mm-hmm. scenes. And one of the scenes I got emotional was when um, King T'Challa and Killmonger um, were fighting at the end. Right. And um, the symbolism symbolism to me was black men, brothers and sisters, killing each other and fighting each other. And um, King T'Challa still wanted to save him. Right. But um, Killmonger was so far gone. He was like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was like, throw me in the throw ocean. ocean right. I'd rather die with my ancestors because even they knew it was better to be bonded. Better than die to be bonded. Bonded. And that really touched me. It really hit me because there's so many people out there that feels like that. It just you think about people who live in the poverty and struggling right. in the hood. It's like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather die than to live in this bondage that they got me in. So that was like one symbolism for me. Me, I just, when, when he said that, I knew it, it actually touched something. But uh, I just couldn't imagine myself. You really have to go through something to, and, and, and it did make me think of ancestors and stuff, you know, back in slavery or whatever, just knowing they'd rather die. Mm-hmm. It just, I was like, wow, that's, that's something I threw. I never lived that. Never, so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that would ever come out of my mouth, but it was just, that was a strong message. I think that's one of the most universal, poignant quotes from the movie, oh, right? So, right. bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That is so incredibly powerful yeah. of a statement, right? I mean, wow, people really were jumping off ships, right? right? They, they were like, listen, I, I can't live this way. I'd rather just not mm-hmm. be. And... I mean, that's incredibly powerful. Of it. And it kind of made me think of, what was that last black movie? I'm so, ti- I'm so tired of slave movies, by the way. Just done with really them. Watch it, yeah. But was I think Birth of a Nation no, where they movie. like ran, they decided to fight yeah. and they did an uproar. And I think they ended up getting killed almost like most I'm all not sure of I didn't them. Watch Birth of the Nation. But at some point you're like, what makes you get there? But I'm like, if you are put in a situation where you're just treated like crap, then you have to decide if you're just going to live to survive or if you are going to actually live. I actually, I actually think that's going on right now with the things going over there in Africa with Libya. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're getting over to Europe and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, they was, uh, I was reading the other day, I can't remember the correct number, but it's like thousands are dying before they even get over there. And I'm like, in my mind, when I was reading that, I'm like, they're, they're jumping off the ship. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're killing themselves. Yeah, Some yeah. of them. Absolutely. I, I, I take it even a step further, looking at our own lives, we think about it like, People are working jobs that they hate because when they feel like they have to because they have to pay these bills or they have to take care of their family and they're living a life where they feel like they're in bondage or maybe look at the kids who are in high school with issues and they feel like they can't be themselves and so they'd rather kill themselves than to be in bondage you know and so that symbolism was powerful and even like the big war scene when everyone was fighting and the Okoyes and they, he was about to charge that um, Umbaku yes. with the uh, mm-hmm. rhino. Mm-hmm. She stepped in front of him. Right. And for me, that symbolism at that moment was 
black, black men, women black. get it together. Black men, black women fighting each other, right? Mm-hmm. And always at each other's necks. And he looked around. He, you know, he asked her, "Will you kill me?" Basically, and she said, "Well, her country, yes." And he looked around. He saw all the destruction around. For me, he then he knelt down. And he said, "I, I love you more." Than, I, than this destruction and going around. I want to end this war, but I want to love you still. Oh my God, that's so sad. I never right. thought yeah, of that. That's how I saw it. I was like, man, the symbolism of black men and black women need to love each other more and stop. That's, that's how we solve our problem. Yeah. And we can we love each other. We can stop all this other destruction going around. So that was another one for me. So I'm a little emotional guy on that. I, I think the symbolism that I saw and you kind of segued or talked about it earlier was just that... I, watching Killmonger and T'Challa, they both wanted Wakanda to be great. They both mm-hmm. had the ultimate goal was for Wakanda to be great, right? They had different ways or different thoughts to think about it. But it was so incredible to me or so in, it, just interesting to watch that we can approach each other with so much history that's not there, right? Mm-hmm. So when Killmonger approached T'Challa, he had all of this history that T'Challa had no idea yeah. about, right? Yeah. So he's approaching him with all this baggage that he's bringing to the table, well, you know, which is what I think about when you think of like black women who have attitudes all the time, like that that stereotype, or yeah. black men who don't, you know, who don't care about nothing or whatever the case is. Like, I think that for us as a people, we can sometimes take on the struggles of the world that we've we've dealt with and they're real like i mean killmonger what he went through is terrible i get why he was the way he was but i wish and even with t'challa like he was the golden prince he was the prodigal son he was you know he got to be live on high and got to live this like beautiful silver spoon world I wish they could have both approached each other from a place of understanding and compassion and wanting to uh, like understand wanting to other, understand yeah. each other yeah, yeah. opposed to approaching each other with vitriol and anger and trying to subdue and make the other submit like it was so aggressive when there didn't need to be yeah. and I think it's funny because I even with the whole Parkland shooting and I don't know if you guys saw this rant that I did or not necessarily a rant but what is it that always mass murderers, for the, historically, for the most part, are men? But then I think, well, what do we teach little boys, right? If a little boy cries, he's acting like a girl. You know, if a yep. little boy, you know, says he's hurt or his feelings hurt, you tell him to toughen up. Mm-hmm. You know, little boys are not, are met, are taught to not show emotion. No emotion. To not- you know, to not have feelings feelings other than happiness or anger or yep. arrogance, right? Yep. Those are the only three emotions that we say, yeah, it's all so funny, so cute, or yay, right? But if a little boy shows weakness, like being sad or being hurt or being those things. emotions is shown a little punk. punk. Yeah. yeah, he's seen as a punk, yeah. and then, right? And then he spend their entire life trying to be, to be that, and then they meet a woman who's been taught their entire life to be emotional, and women are like, well, show some emotions. We don't know how. Yeah. So it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think really it's so crazy when you look at little girls and little boys and how we raise them. We raise them so incredibly. A, a little girl gets hurt. You never tell her, stop acting like a little girl yeah, or, right. you know, don't suck it up. Yeah, you never right. say suck it up. 
You hold her. You right. comfort her. You tell her it's going to be okay. You figure it out, right? A little boy gets hurt, and you're like, boy, you better toughen up. Shake it off. I mean, shake it off. Exactly. Black Panther movie. So as y'all can see, it's, it's so much to oh. talk about. And so if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to go see right. it, and you definitely need to have conversations with it about the topic and yes. with your friends. And this is not just your, your black friend, but your white friend, because I guarantee you, 520 million is not just all black people. That's white people that's gone to this movie as well. It's yeah, it all racist. I was in the theater just, uh, just last night, and it was, it was like 50-50 in there, because, you know, it's a, it's a Marvel, so everybody follow comic books and all that stuff. So uh, my question is, is there a part two? Two questions to this. Is there a part two, and do they resonate? Ooh, I don't think there'll be a part two, honestly speaking. I think there may be um, maybe like a Netflix series that may come from it um, that'll talk about Wakanda maybe, but I don't think there's going to be a part two specifically um, about um, Black Panther. I don't think so. I definitely think there'll be a part two. I think there'll be a part two, a part three, a part four. I think it'll be like the Thor films. So you think they're gonna bring back Killmonger? I don't think they will be bring back it's Killmonger. I think Michael B. Jordan is donezo, but but he had the um he had the herb inside of him. But can the herb bring him back to life? I think they will. Like part two. We'll see. Killmonger comes back. But I feel like Killmonger wouldn't come back. If he comes back, he's going to come back as an ally, not uh, as a foe. Yeah, definitely as an ally. Cause I felt like they shouldn't have killed him all, actually. Yeah. I felt like that he should have been a, He would be a great sidekick for King T'Challa, Black Panther. Now, what, did you guys do any of the comic book series of I didn't, Panther? I, didn't I never did comics. either. I've seen it. Black Panther definitely doesn't end here. There is so much more that happens with Black Panther in terms of comics. And that's what I want to know. So I, that's why I think there will be a two, there'll be a three, I think there'll be a four, I think there'll be multiple Black Panthers. Now, will Ryan Coogler do it? I don't know, because yeah. Ryan Coogler generally does not like to do sequels, so they wanted him to do Creed 2, and he refused. Yeah. Um, but, but Creed itself was a sequel, so I feel like that may be, may be why. Yeah. But I think, like, you hear him talk about it, if you see, is he loves this movie, and we love this movie, and Hopefully I think any sequel that he has with it, I mean, it'll be new, new, completely new and different, same characters, but new and different problems. So it's made five hundred and twenty million dollars in the first what two first weeks? weeks? First week? Uh, yeah. If there's gonna be a sequel, I'm sorry. <laughs> we definitely want to hear our feedback though. Like, come on, tell us what you thought about the like movie. Tell us your favorite part. Tell us what symbolism, symbolism you saw. All right, before we finish this up, what was your favorite part, Jay? Um, my favorite part of the movie was actually. Um, when King T'Challa and Shuri was um, in their underground bunker and he was walking in there to see the new suit because mm-hmm. she was so funny and uh, he hit it and he hit the suit and he, he kicked right. it all the way across the room. <laughs> she funny. was like, you come in here just beating up my right, stuff? Right, right, right. He oh. tripped him. And then she brought it back. She said, okay, hit it again. He said, where, where are you recording? Right. She was like, for research. Hit it again. And he hit it and then kicked him back. Right. And she started busting out laughing. He was right. like, Delete that. Right. You know, delete it. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, that was my favorite. What about like you, Tony? Brother sister moment. Yeah. Uh, me as a as a filmmaker, I I'm trying to study the movie versus what mm-hmm. was funny or what character or whatever. But because I never honestly I never got to the black, the comic books and all that stuff, so I didn't know like really where this story was taking me. Mm-hmm. So I walked into this kind of blind. So but I I love the like an African feel to it, mm-hmm. but at the same time like some James Bond stuff going on in that casino room and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I really love that like the twist to it. 
So it was like still modern. So yeah. it was pretty cool. But yeah. My favorite, and it ju- isn't just because he's fine, because a boy. <laughs> oh my God. Is he fine? Oh Jesus. Let's take a moment of silence. Let's talk about Corey. Hey. All right. So my favorite part was when Angela Bassett and Letitia come to Mbaku and oh, they yeah. want to give him, yes. you know, the rose. What is it? The red rose or what was it called? The Fred flower or whatever it's called. I'm not sure what it actually I can't remember what it was. But they wanted to give him the flower so he could become the Black Panther. And at that point, he could have been selfish. He could have been self-centered. He could have been focused on his own ego. Mm-hmm. And he could have taken it himself because it would have made him so much more powerful, right? Yeah. Instead, he shows them. He yeah. didn't have to. He really were handing him yeah. the, chance to be a king. The, the, the keys to the kingdom. And he let go of his ego. Because, I mean, once you get beat by a person in front of everybody, that right. is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. He let go of his ego and he brought them to T'Challa and was like, here, you know, here he is. Give it to him, kind of. And I thought that was such a powerful moment when it comes to forgiveness and also not acting based on your ego, but based on what's right. Because that's the thing that I'm always trying to aspire and focus myself on being like not acting based on what I feel feel but acting based on what I know is right yeah which sometimes they go hand in hand but sometimes they conflict and I thought that was a poignant moment where he really was a good person I thought I just I was so shocked to see yeah, that, was a, that was a good part that was a good their, their fight scene actually reminded me of another movie it actually reminded me of uh, Friday the fight scene between T'Challa and uh, how yeah, mom, you had the mama and the daddy there, and it was like, get him, Craig. It was like, oh, is this, yeah. is this yeah. Friday one or Friday? The first one. The first one. I never saw the first really? one. Really? Damn! Wow. Talk about black cards. Wow. Okay, I need both of y'all to settle down. Both of y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, we just I've seen the other ones, but no, I've never seen the, the first. The other ones don't matter. Wow. The first one is the only one that truly matters. Ooh, this mocks my so Obama, never Michelle Obama comment. You didn't see the one with Oh my gosh. Jesus. Oh. First of all, I, I would act surprised, but literally every black person I tell I haven't wow. seen the first Friday too. They all look at me like this, We're so whatever. Oh my gosh. I just haven't seen it. You ain't seen Chris Friday. Well, I think maybe I saw like the third one and it wasn't that funny, you know, so then I felt no real incentive to oh, see the yeah. first one. The first one was good, the second one was okay, but I think I think all one. of them kinda like went down. Yeah, I think I saw one of the later ones and it literally oh, mind you, I'm I'm far younger than these two. Far younger. Far whoa, 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 whoa. far younger. I'm the little PYT. Wow. Hey. I'm the oldest, but I look the youngest. Uh, lies and deception. <laughs> you can go somewhere. That's what's up. That's what's up, bro. So when Friday came out, I was like a little whippersnapper. My mom won't let me see it. That's why I didn't see it originally. No excuses on Netflix. Whatever. Goodbye. Whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. So before we we close this up and move this on, I thought a really great quote from the movie was 
In times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. And I would implore everyone, including my host and including all you listeners, to stop trying to find ways that make you different, but instead approach everything, everyone, as if you were one single tribe, right? So not competition, not negativity, but approach things in a helpful, loving, positive manner. And I feel like if everybody were to do their part, then everyone's life would be so much better. All right, guys, switching over to what's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish, Jay? My ish this week. Um, I'd like to give a thank you to Elle because Yay. on my birthday week, she bought me something for my beard. Yay. And I already had a beard oil, but I was like, you know what? I am going to try this new product out. So Elle bought this beard oil for me called V76 by Vaughn. And it's a beard oil. So uh, and it's called V76 by Vaughn. Yay. It's a beard oil. It smells amazing. It makes hey. your beard glisten. Uh, <laughs> good for Yeah, and so, fellas, if you have a beard, whether it's a thick beard or medium beard, it's actually good for you. Ladies, if you have, if you have a man in your life, go get it, try it out. You'll, How about you'll, for two sprays? Hey, two I can't with you. I, I was a little concerned because I found it on, it was on GQ's, like, best beard products list. Right. And so I was like, okay, this is good. But, you know, like, GQ... I like GQ. It can be universal or it can be white man specific or colonizer specific since you know we're in Black Panther. Was on my car. What? Oh God, I can't. I just know it's about to be some <laughs> shit. I B G Q. Oh, oh God. <laughs> America. Jesus, take the wheel. Virginia. So yeah, okay. but yeah. Thank you for that. It's You're welcome. Great, great product. Elle, what's your ish this week? Okay, we actually kind of talked about it. I was a little annoyed, but I got over it. Well, not annoyed, but I was like, dang it. I got to find a new what's your ish. Um, my what's your ish is obviously Black Panther. Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I've uh, seen it only once because I was in Alaska, but I plan on seeing it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And my goal is that it's going to hit the $1 billion, which obviously it's at 520 So it clearly is going to hit $1 billion, But I wanted to hit number one. So there are only 28 films ever that have hit the billion-dollar stream, right? Um, so some of them are like Finding Dory, the Lord of the Rings series, Pirates of the Caribbean, the original Jur- uh, Jurassic Park, mm. The Last Fast and Furious, Toy Story. Um, And so the number one right now movie of all time is, first of all, I actually freaking love this movie. Um, It's Avatar. Oh oh my God. First of all, when is the sequel? I'm so done with you. It's crazy. What is is their, their, their pace? That billion. That's, I think... Black Panther's gonna get that. Oh no, I'm absolutely 100. It's at it's at a half a billion right now. So clearly, it's gonna hit the billion. But Avatar made 2.7 billion dollars, and it is current. Yeah, it's current. It's currently the number one. So my goal, or what I would love to see, is Black Panther take that number one spot. So I'm gonna do my part 
by going to the movies and seeing it at least two more times. No, I saw it, I've seen it three, so. Wow, and I gotta go back and make up for my sleeping so. Yeah, so I definitely I want to see it at least three to four times in the in the movie theater. I know. Listen, bootleg man, I get you. I love you. Yeah, I respect you, but. <laughs> Not bootleg this movie. People, please go yeah. out and see support it and support it, it. It's support so it. important to see what black dollars can do. Right? So, I would love my ish this week is Black Panther. I'm going to go see it for sure again. And my hope is that it hits the number one in grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Let's gonna get there. Tony, what's your ish? Man, my ish right now is this new artist I just heard of. I don't know how long she's been out, but she goes by Sarah Phil S A R O C. Sarah. She has a song called Forever, man. And it just never heard that one. Man, it's it's jamming. I'm about to give you like a 15 seconds. We're gonna play something? Yeah, we're gonna play something. Okay, okay, okay. But I feel like she's saving hip hop. All right, you're gonna gonna turn it up? Let's go. Let's hear it. When I wake up, no makeup, have naked, I feel like I'm the shit. Pardon my language, but hang-ups do not define the kid. No, I'm not flawless, I'm scarred up and I'm fine with it. My body are the laundry list of all of life's unkindnesses, but I still sip tea and chant home and live free, cause hardships and heartbreaks turn to rap epiphanies. And mom told me, stay woke, cause all gold ain't glistening. Choose your words wisely, cause the all-knowing's listening. But no worries, I'm Gucci, my thighs are little juicy, my dialogue, little awkward, my idols still move me, my Life is a movie like Raheem and Mookie. I'm just trying to do the right thing. Hope that it improves me. My bamboos are costume to me. You'll be soon accustomed to me. This tomorrow, I got royal hemoglobin coursing through me. And my strength is now inhuman. I get that straight from my homie. Signed and silk from out the grill of yours. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check out some So Rock fire. The title of that song was called Forever. I just feel like no. right now, the women right now, I feel the women are women winning hip hop. Right Sarah, yes. S-A-R-O-C. Speaking of such, let me refresh my drink. Yo, that is actually a hot, it's that, a hot that's lit. Like I had this on repeat that's like all day. I'm, I'm actually going to add that to my, my Spotify playlist. I love that. I'm definitely vibing Thank out. you for that one. Yes, Hope y'all enjoyed that little crank up session for you right there. That was amazing. All right, guys. So we do have an advice piece. Ooh, and it's... All tea, no shade. <laughs> Dr. J, Dr. Tony, and Dr. L. I'm actually a doctor. Advice. I know. <laughs> advice section. I'm Dr. Toe. To the knee. To the knee. My hip bones connected to my J. J. No wedding. After hours. Why you sound like Keith Sweat in the movie? Goodbye. You like a blue leg Keith Sweat. Imagine Keith Sweat as a baby. A quiet store. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I ate Oh my too. god. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Somebody I come take. Camel. Oh, you ain't wow. gonna finish it. You just not. Go, you gonna keep going. Ice cream too. Oh. <laughs> get it. Get it. Get it. I'm Your trying. First of all, y'all can stop complaining about my laugh. I'm trying really hard to bring it to hold it in right now, but oh my god, I can't. Like I can't. What's the advice? All right. So the advice is coming from Anonymous, which you please tell us prior, like while you're sending it in, that it's anonymous so that we don't use your name. But it's from an anonymous person. So she says... She. Is it she? I just dumped a guy who I was seeing since January 3rd. And we first met, he was all about me and told me he wanted a future with me. 
Long story short, we ended up having sex. I now regret it. And by the way, this is in February, like mid-February, like February 15th or 16th, right? So January 3rd is when they start seeing each other. So it's been a month. All right, so he told me he wanted a future with me. Long story short, we ended up having sex. I now regret it because every since... Ever since then, ever since then, he's been acting like he's too busy to see me. But when I bring it up in conversation, he says he still wants to be with me and that he appreciates me voicing my concern. <laughs> then continues acting the same way. Now today, he's told me he isn't sure what time he can see me after not seeing me for almost three weeks. Three be- weeks? Yes. Because he's waiting, quote unquote, waiting on a phone call. Ladies, I feel like I've been deceived like he was the guy your mama warned you to not give it up to and i did it anyways and now i feel like i'm paying the price because i actually did like him but i can sit around reading texts saying things are one way and he acts another i feel so stupid and kind of like a hoe for giving it up so easily lesson learned i guess what should i do well obviously she should just move on there's nothing she can do about it i mean first of all what kind of phone calls he waiting on that takes three weeks and he couldn't see that. It must right. be an important phone call dealing with a job we may gotta move or something. No. Like, right. it's a it's literally the worst BS ever. I need him to be better. It's it's BS and obviously he wants to um wanted to just hit it and quit it. Right. Or the sex wasn't good. He didn't enjoy the That's sex. That's exactly what I just he, he he enjoyed the sex and he was like, you know what? I don't want to be with somebody who I don't have good sexual chemistry with. Yeah. You know? And I think he, uh, he spoke on, he said everything he said to her the wool that fast. Um, I can see myself being with you and everything. That's what a woman wants to hear. It's like you find, I don't know, you probably proud into like what she's looking for and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So he's going to say everything she wants to hear. And what it's going to do, it's going to make her moist. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so my thought is that she met him, she started dating him on January 3rd, and she was posting this around mid-January, like January 14th, 15th, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she said he igged her for three weeks. So I'm assuming so like he didn't, she didn't hear from him for three weeks after the sex, right? Yeah, after the sex. After the sex. So wow. I'm thinking he basically ghosted her. In the first week, he gave it up. It's pretty much what my timeline is telling me, right? Mm-hmm. So in the first week of her politic and her talking to him, you know, I don't judge women based on when they have sex judge. with the man. I feel like it is for you to do you, boo. But what I will say that if you are a woman who is having a sex, with, who is having sex with a man, and you're having it early, then there is that automatic thought in your head that it's a possibility that he is here for one thing, mm-hmm. and you are now giving him that one thing, and so he may disappear, right? Because you'll date a guy. And it'll be two months down the road and he literally just disappears off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. For me, I always go, okay, cool. I know that guy was in it dating me just for one thing and right. one thing only. Like, he was only talking to me for this one thing, right? And so, cool. No big deal, right? But I feel like when you have sex early, and listen, I'm guilty of it too. Or not guilty because there's nothing wrong or bad about it, but I've definitely done it. I feel like when you do do that, you know that you are... There's a big possibility that everything he's told you has been a lie because you've known him or you've been dating him for a week. So you don't know this man, right? You don't know if he really is who he says he is, right? right? Because when people meet you, they meet you with the facade, even the realest person. Like Erica Badu, who in my world is the realest person, right? Like (laughs) even the realest person still has a facade. 
Oh yeah. Still Absolutely. has a thing that when they go out in the world that they show versus who they are inside. You are engaging in that behavior with someone in the first week. You don't you know, know yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You don't. I agree completely. And I think the bigger thing is also, and I tell this to anyone, is if their actions do not match their words or if their words don't match their, their actions, this guy is clearly telling you one thing and texting you one thing and doing the exact opposite of that. So that Which I, kudos to her because, I mean, it took her three weeks, but I know women who it would take three months. Like, she realized what he was saying, what he was doing wasn't aligned. Right. He, she realized that all of the talk and sweet talk had disappeared. Like she actually was aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to her for like at least noticing it and not accepting shut it. Down all, all communication with his brother. Let that, throw that entire man away. Yeah. Don't, throw him away. Don't respond to a text. Don't respond to a phone call. I feel like I'm breaking a man code every week by this. Yeah, you know, but you know what? We're here to help everybody. So you got to help. Men, if you sign, if you, if you go ahead and submit some advice, then maybe they won't feel like they're hitting the man code. This advice goes for men too. If you're dating a woman or trying to get to know a woman and she's not hitting you back with anything, that's no blue moon. Cut, throw, like else. Throw that whole person away. away. And listen, I don't say throw that person away and still stalk them on social media, (laughs) still watch their stories on Instagram, still snap them. That's not throwing the person away, right? Even if you're not texting the person anymore or meeting with the person or have that expectations, if you're still engaging with them, you haven't thrown them away. Throw that entire man and all of his communication, all of his connection to you, a freaking way. I'll say it again. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sure. sight, out of mind. There's my sippers. Please send in any of your advice or rants to all no shade podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to slide into our DM on Instagram at all no shade podcast or on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called all no shade. Interact with us. Slide in, text us, email us, whatever the case is. Let us know what advice you need. And also, I mean, we got a lot of positive feedback from last week's um, rant from Catherine, right? So feel free to record something either audio from an audio perspective and submit it in so that maybe we can feature you as a rant but either way we chase you guys and we definitely love the interaction the communication between the two thank you thank you thank you all right anything, anything else? else i don't think we have anything else i'm about to go sip a sip and then turn up yeah where's the birthday party you're not going to got a birthday party. happy birthday solomon I'm going to clink, clink, clink and go ahead and say that this sip session is done. See you guys next week. See ya. See yo. This week's episode is brought to you by City Booms. If you'd like to be one of our sponsors, email us at alltnoshadepodcast at gmail.com.